0: and we are live welcome to the process it is thursday december 14th i am josh engelman here to break down a seven game nba slate coming off of just a disaster yesterday awful i got my clock cleaned and everything bad once that uh i felt pretty good and then the grizzlies news hit and bane was out and that really just changed up everything for me did not enjoy that at all that's get all tucked in here ready to go what's up everybody good to see you guys seven games ahead of us uh not as interesting of a slate as we had yesterday uh shout out to ken picked up second in the daily dollar uh it's good to see uh Giannis had a decent day i guess i think you can describe that 64 real points 14 boards, 3 assists, 5 stocks. How about 9 stocks out of Victor Wembanyama? 3 steals, 6 blocks, 30 real points. Dude's good. Dude is good. Dude is real good. Jaren Jackson, massive day. I really didn't see that one coming. Obviously, Trey had 17 assists. That was a big one. Uh, My voice, though. Jordan Poole, terrible. Wasn't good at all buddy healed terrible 0 for 2 on prize picks Ugh. Ugh. not these de- not good Boyan Bogdanovich and Bogdan Bogdanovich both scoring 40 fantasy points that's always fun to see I guess Anywho, who oh, Devin Vassell played 35 minutes and only scored 28 and a half fantasy points man if he had a couple more that would have been some money in my pocket what a shame what a shame but anyway, we're here now. Time to break down some basketball. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. I didn't really watch too much last night. I was out from the moment the deeper dive ended, but I think now we just kind of got to dive in. You know what? I do think that we have one thing that we can talk about. How about we talk about this? Boop. College football sale, but it's not just college football. It's college basketball as well. Promo code is BOWL. You can get our college basketball plus our college football package for 50% off your first week or month, whatever you prefer. So you get our college football projections, college football ownership since we're coming up into bowl season. Uh, You get matchup data, usage data, and you get our college basketball projections. You can get all of that every single bit of the things that i just said for 50% off your first week or month links in the description of this video and just in case you guys are curious weekly package 15 bucks normally 750 with this promo code bowl uh monthly package 50 bucks so $25 using the promo code bowl not bad huh get back into this one let's drink some coffee i'm thirsty so uh Valdir, I, I never really got him in any of my lineups i had very minimal amounts of Giannis. uh so now d- didn't have when value started to open up a little bit later than i needed it to so i never really ended up with any which is a shame i never i didn't see how owned was he Let's look that up first, and then we'll get started, break down these seven games. Last night in the fadeaway, Giannis was 9.7% owned. It's not crazy to me. It was hard to get to. It was very hard to get to. Well, let's get into it, folks. Let's have some coffee. I got mine right here can't wait to drink it it's been just staring at me waiting to be consumed so i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna treat this like it's uh like that movie sausage party but this this coffee thinks it's going to the promised land and it is so cheers to everybody rise and grind let's get into this bad boy clink to you guys let's break down some basketball Was he in the winning lineup? Mark, he had 95 fantasy points. He had to be in the winning lineup. No other way around it. Not confident you could have won without him. 95 and a half. He outscored Trey Young by 27 fantasy points. That sip was Incredible. Incredible. All right, hit that like button, folks. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. All that good stuff. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Boom. Let's get into breaking this bad boy down, shall we? We shall. We shall. I'm going to take one more sip. Oh, delicious. Actually, let let me take my fish oil and my vitamin D and my theanine. There we go. All right. Last, last sip. And here we go. Cleveland Cavaliers, eight and a half point underdogs in Boston, 227 total. On the off chance, this looks familiar. It's because they just played two days ago. And now we're running it back. Cleveland has no Evan Mobley. Uh, Boston with a Q tag on Jalen Brown, who sprains his ankle in that game. So. It certainly makes it a little bit easier to break down a game like this just because we just saw it. The question then becomes, does Cleveland look to make any adjustments if they can since they lost? Well, that is what we're attempting to find out. So I'm looking at the Cleveland minutes right now. Probably don't have too many changes to make here, but let's think it through base it on uh, a little bit on what we just saw. So can I make that bigger for you guys by one? Close enough. All right. Levert off the bench played 23 minutes, but did close over Dean Wade, which I do think is interesting. Makes me wonder how many more minutes Karis Levert can actually get. They only went nine guys. Um, So most of this should be pretty easy to handle. I've got 35 in for Garland. I've got 36 in for Donovan Mitchell. We've got... We ended up getting 36 and a half out of Jared Allen. So I certainly need to bump up Jared Allen's minutes. I don't want to go too crazy, though. I'm going to go 32. And then Tristan Thompson, did he play every other minute? He did. And I think they probably do that, but I don't want to go too crazy. So I'm going to go one less... And lock in a Niang at the 5 minute. George Niang played 23 minutes in this one. And he, that sounds about right for today. So we're still, we're 6 minutes over. That's that's where it's going to start to get interesting. Struis in for 34. He played 37. Should probably go to 35. So who didn't play as much as I thought? Isaac Okoro come on down. Isaac Okoro played 17 minutes, basically. That still doesn't get me where I need to be. I am two minutes heavy on this team. If I give Karis LeVert 24, which I feel like I have to do. Which means Dean Wade, who I didn't see, just sitting there at 26 minutes. Uh, he played 20 Didn't close the second quarter. They went to Niang for a a two-minute stretch. And then got closed over by Karis LeVert. So the easiest thing for me to do is to take him down to 24. Done. Easy stuff. We'll look at Boston then. Want to make sure I get each team projected first. And then we'll take a look at some of the props for today. Now, obviously, we're projecting Jalen Brown to play. So this Boston rotation is going to look pretty similar to what we got last time as well. Uh, 33 for Derek White. He is now playing a little bit more than that. So let's get him to 34. I'm going to delete all the minutes for Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, Banton. Let's get everybody correct first. Drew Holiday in for 34. I got to make that 35. Jalen Brown in for 34. I'm going to keep that at 34. And then Jason Tatum, I have at 35. I'm going to make that 37. I got 30 for KP. He played 32. Uh, I am going to make that 31 because I think that is the goal. 17 to Al Horford at the 5. Although we did get a rotation out of Luke Cornett. And it seems like we're going to get a rotation out of Luke Cornett. So I'm going to give him 8. And then I can maintain the 24 or 25 minutes. I'm going to go 24 on Al Horford. Um, so we got something like that for right now. Now, Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser. That's all we need to do. So we just need to split 37 minutes between Pritchard and Hauser. And for right now, Hauser tends to play about five minutes more than Pritchard. So we're going to look at like 1914. No, that's not the right math. 19 and 18 would be the split. So That would be 20 and 17. 21-16. That's what we're going to do. Right? That hit. Okay. I like that. I like that. So we'll lock that in right there. All right. Let's look at some props. Let us see what we've got here. For the Boston Celtics. It's going to be a good one. This is going to be a good slate. I've got a good feeling about it. We haven't done anything, obviously. But for some reason, I've got a good feeling about today. We'll see where we end up. Uh, Jason Tatum points prop is 27 and a half. Might be a good time to grab these rates for Boston. I feel like I just did that recently, though. Drew, KP, Brown, Tatum, White. When at least four of them have played in the game, that should be a pretty big sample. They played 20 minutes or 20 games like that. I'm gonna delete everything here. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reproject all of Boston. Why not? We got time. We got time. Um, so let's start with Tatum. He's at a 29.5% usage rate, but first let's look at the props. Tatum's prop is 27 and a half. I got him at 26.9, but I do have his usage rate a little bit below where he's been for the year. If I lock him in just at 29, that takes him to 28.4. Now that ends up a little bit higher than the prop, but I think I'm okay with that. Jalen Brown is around 28 and a half as well. His points prop is 22 and a half, so we need to bump him up. Perfect. Perfect. KP is at about 21. I got him at 18. His usage rate is 23 for this season. That gets him to 19. Even higher, actually. I wonder if he's playing a little bit more than we were going to expect. Drew usage rate close to 16.5. He got a 13.5 points prop. I actually think his points prop looks okay. For some reason, Derek White... Oh, no, there it is. Derek White is around 15. I got him at 13.7. Uh, yeah, usage rate is a little low there. Should be around 15 real points. That'll work. So the last guy we just have to lock in is Drew. The only other dude. Drew Holiday, 13.5 real points. Point is usage rate is right where it's supposed to be. So no complaints there. Only other guy would be Horford who has a 11 and percent usage rate. I don't think that's the guy that we need to worry about too much. I like it. I like it. Assist rate for these guys should probably be pretty stable at this point. Drew might be a little over projected. I got him at 5.3. That prop is at 4.5, juice to the over. So, yeah, I feel pretty good there. White is at 7%. No changes there that I think are all that necessary. We're probably good here. So, I'm going to call that on Boston. Let's look at the Cleveland side first as well before we finish the first game. Look, we only have seven games, so I do like the idea of putting in like putting in the work now saving the time for later all right cleveland points prop mitchell 26 and a half is where i have him 27 and a half to the over so i'm going to take a quick peek at what this team looks like When Mitchell, Garland, both play. And with Evan Mobley off. That should be a pretty decent sample. I know these guys have missed a couple games, but that is a 15-game sample, 219-minute sample for Garland, With Mobley off in a game where Mitchell has played 30% usage rate for Garland. His points prop is 22 and a half. So we do need to bump that usage rate up quite a bit here for Garland. That should be good. Like I said, Mitchell's at 27 and a half use to the over. So we're looking for 28. His usage, it's really interesting because his usage rate is not all that high in this scenario. So I'm kind of okay with where I have Mitchell projected. And I'm guessing everybody else just sort of falls into place. Struce is at 14 and a half. His usage rate is probably a little bit higher. That makes some sense. Yeah, he's at 19. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And then Jared Allen's at about 12. And I'm already over that mark. So I think we're all right there. Assist rates probably don't really change here. What's Garland's assist prop? I got six and a half. It's going to be under six and a half. Yeah, okay. We're all right. I like this. We're set up. This is what the first game is going to look like. Yeah, is White better? Yeah, but he was also a $40 million player last year. So, but he is better this year. Cleveland Cavaliers. So, This isn't a great game. This is the number three defense against the number two defense. Now, obviously, Cleveland's not going to be the number three defense when Mobley's not around, but they're still good. Uh, Both teams below average in pace. So as I look at Cleveland, Allen, Mitchell, Garland, I don't really think you're going to much else here. Terrible spot. We're going to have better games. I do like $9,700 Jason Tatum, though. That price tag is coming down to a point where... I think we could entertain him in a much better way. Small forward, power forward. After that, you're kind of just randomly picking between Porzingis, Holiday, Brown, and White. But it's just not a great first game. Probably not going to be a great second game either. Chicago Bulls, six-point dogs in Miami, 217 total. Uh, Miami, obviously, on a back-to-back. So we're not going to be able to do too much with those guys for today. Um, Alex Caruso is questionable for Chicago, so we're probably gonna get the same situation that we got before. You know, you we wonder on Sohan. Oh, I don't know why I said Sohan. We wonder on Caruso. Now I see why I said Sohan. Well, Charles, that's because we would go back in time and do the exact same thing. His output for last night is irrelevant in the discussion. It didn't matter how he played. All right, Chicago Bulls. Let's get Alex Caruso. So Caruso has missed the previous two games. We're going to get him out there for 24 minutes. And then we can cut Dasunmu down to some sort of smaller chunk of playing time. We got 34 for Vooch. That seems right. 14 for Drummond, easy. 33 for Patrick Williams feels a little high. Let's get that down to 31. We'll get Tory Craig down to 19. Uh, Kobe White 36. I get Javon Carter in for 12, and that's about it for right now. Dasunmu, 23. Feels right. Dalen Terry at 12 feels right. Domar at 36 feels right. I think this is about what we need. Take the Sumu to 22. Now, I'll take Dalen Terry to 11. I mean, this one's just really ugly. It's going to be even uglier on the Miami side, I think. I don't really think there's anything that we could even do here. We might have to just hold this rotation. Although we got, we're gonna have to put um, Jay Rich in. So let's get Jay Rich back in, and then reestablish everybody else. What did the Heat rotation look like last night? Actually, Kane played twenty nine minutes. We got twelve out of Orlando Robinson. Duncan Robinson played forty. What a stupid game. What a stupid, stupid game. Right, I'm gonna cut I'm gonna gut this whole rotation. I'm gonna look at what they did last night and try to figure this one out. Obviously, we're putting Jay Rich back in. They did beat Charlotte by eleven. So Orlando Robinson legitimately got the Bogans. First quarter, third quarter run. Thomas Bryant got second quarter, fourth quarter. And Kevin Love. So they, did they, how much did they play alongside of each other? They split all 48 minutes at center. Fun. Charles, would you have played Jeremy Sohan if his price was $3,500 yesterday? Because they usually lower people's prices when they're not playing well. Remember, this entire the entire thing that we do here is based on salaries. If Jeremy Sohan was, well, there you go. So your reasoning is irrelevant to the analysis. I know he was fifty five hundred. Well, aware. Let's see. Let's look at something quickly. There it is. One, two, three. Six games ago, Jeremy Sohan was 5,700, had 53 fantasy points. It's a guy that was, you know, in the sixes at points in time a week and a half ago. 5,500 is a solid price. All right. Let's get back to this rotation from yesterday. So obviously, we don't have to worry too much about like Jamal Cain's minutes. So let's get Kyle Lowry in. Lowry played 24 yesterday, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, which does make some sense. I wonder who they were going to close with in the like, I wonder if they wanted to close with Thomas Bryant. That's the real scary part here. So let's get Kyle Lowry in. You know, if he would have closed, he would have played 32 minutes. I think 30 or 31 works. I'm going to say 30 for Kyle Lowry, it is a back to back. I'm very, very, very concerned with this uh Orlando Robinson rotation from last night. I'm gonna go sixteen Orlando Robinson twenty Kevin Love twelve Thomas Bryant. Uh, don't quote me on that one. Caleb Martin played the entire fourth quarter, played 36 minutes, played the whole second quarter as well. They seem to do that with him. Um That makes it a little interesting. I think 35 minutes is the right mark for Caleb Martin. When we get Jimmy Butler out there for 34, 35, back to back, we'll go 34. I don't think Tyler Hero is coming back tonight. So that's not going to be one I worry about. All right, Jay Rich. Oh, wait, Duncan Robinson's going to need minutes. Let's get him in for 32. Now we can get Jay Rich in for... 26, 28, 27 with 27. So then who's left? Who am I missing? Oh, Jaime Hacquez. Bang. Easy. Hacquez is going to get... I mean, this dude just plays like 31 minutes a night. And now I can hide three minutes on any random person. RJ Hampton, come on. Now, actually... Since RJ Hampton didn't play at all, Jamal Cain, come on down. That'll be Miami. I'm guessing my points props look pretty good on the Miami side since we just did these guys yesterday, and I was able to take a deeper look and make my adjustments. So, points prop, we don't even have them because they're on the back-to-back, obviously. So we will quickly look at Chicago just to make sure that we have the right idea. DeRozan's prop is 24 and a half. I got 23.7. Perfect. Kobe White's at 20 and a half. I'm light on White. So I'm going to do one quick pull of rates with Zach Levine off in games where Vooch, DeRozan, and White all played. Oh, I'm almost done with this coffee. It's hitting the spot. Yeah, 21-6. Hard for me to go too much higher on Kobe White unless I give, give him another minute, which I'm going to do, actually. So that gets me Kobe White up to 18-7. Better. I'm still way light, but he has not shown that usage rate. Let's just look at it in games that Zach Levine did not play, and I'll move remove the other qualification. Maybe he's just looking at it differently in those couple games. Seven games without him, 278 minutes, 22.3% usage rate. So I will bump that up, but I'm not going to be able to get over 20. That's for sure. Vooch is at 18 and a half. Looks like I'm a little light there. What's he doing without him? 23. And then Patrick Williams is at 10 and a half, and that one's already there. So I think we're all right with what we've got. Uh, I might be a little light on DeMar DeRozan's assists, actually. Projected for five. Yeah, I'm a little light here. Yeah, that gets him to where I need to be. All right, game two. Chicago Bulls. Not looking great. 8200 DeRozan, $7,900 Vooch would be my first two guys. Uh, Kobe White, $7,500 is your only other option. I don't really see the rest of Chicago as viable. It's just Look, 217 total. This is the lowest total on the slate by 10 points. For Miami, it's kind of the same thing. Like, if you want Jimmy Butler, it's okay. There's decent enough shooting guard, small forward flexibility on Caleb Martin, but that's not all that interesting. It's a bad game. I probably spent more time on it than I should have, but where else have we got to be right now? Don't forget, hit that like button if you haven't done it already. Minnesota Timberwolves are one-point underdogs in Dallas, 229 total. Anthony Edwards questionable. Jaden McDaniels questionable. Jordan McLaughlin questionable. Jaden McDaniels being questionable is not something that I knew for today, so that's fun. We're going to have to reproject all of Minnesota. Let us do that right now. And then for Dallas... Uh, Kyrie is out, Seth Curry, Q-tag, Derek Jones Jr., Q-tag, no Maxi and uh, no Josh Green. Now this one could look a little interesting, but I'm guessing Minnesota looks bad and Dallas doesn't look great because they face Minnesota. So let's just start with Rudy Gobert. We get him in immediately for 33 minutes. Then we get Nas Reed in to back that up. Plus Carl anthony Towns grabbing 34 minutes. Nas Reed coming in at 22. Then we get Jaden McDaniels coming back. Oh, wait, he came back Monday? I I don't know how I missed Jaden McDaniels coming back on Monday, but kudos to Jaden McDaniels for coming back. I guess I missed it because I didn't play Monday's slate. That'll do it. So let's get him in for 28. Which is what I think their goal is. We can get Mike Conley in for 30. And then... I mean, we got to assume that Ant is playing. And if Ant is playing... We're giving him, what, 35? Perfect. So then we get Slow Mo in for 22, I think. We get Shake Milton, backup point guard. Is Troy Brown just going to keep playing? He's not, right? He's just going to leave the rotation again. Yeah, I'm not projecting Troy Brown in. I don't think he's going to be a part of the rotation moving forward. I don't know why he would be. He wasn't when everybody else was healthy before. They were running nine guys, so I'm guessing they go back to nine. They don't have to. I don't know if that matters. Uh, But we can then go over to the Dallas side which will need to be reprojected since we didn't have Derek Jones Jr. last time and we need to put him in. So we'll start with Derek Lively. Lively playing about 29 minutes a game. Uh, We got Roshan Holmes as the backup center in this most recent game over Dwight Powell. I think we assume that happens again. And we go ahead and give... Let's see, they went... played 45 minutes, so I think going to, what, 14 or 15 on Holmes will be fine. Yeah, Exum's been solid. Grant Williams played 40. Wait, now that game didn't go to OT, did it? No, they just played crazy minutes. Interesting. All right, so we assume Derek Jones Jr. comes back, plays his... I don't know, 28. I assume we get Grant Williams in for his 31. We get Timmy in for his 30, I guess, with no Kyrie. I think we got to project Luca for 39. He's probably going to look pretty good. I think we get Dante Exum in for 33. Then who are we missing yet? Jaden Hardy. Seth Curry is questionable. He has been playing a little bit more recently. We want to get him in for what, like 16, 18 minutes, something like that. We'll get Seth Curry in for 16. Still have 20 to go. Jaden Hardy and then like a random rotation from Markeith Morris or something like that. If you get 14 to Jaden Hardy, that leaves six minutes. I can work with that. Now, these rates are all going to stay the same as well. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. being out for that last game doesn't really matter to me. What's been the biggest contributor to Minnesota's defensive success? Only one answer here. That would be Rudy Gobert. Good stretch there. All right, points props. Luka Doncic. 33 and a half. I got him at 35. Maybe we walk him down to uh 38 minutes. That'll work. The only other points prop that exists in this game is Derek Lively. His is at eight and a half to the under. Which feels insane. Like, why is Derek Lively's points prop eight and a half? Just because of the matchup? Because that seems odd. Derek Lively on the season is averaging nine points a game in 26 minutes. He's playing more minutes, so he's obviously averaging more points. That's very bizarre. What is Derek Lively's usage rate on the mouse? Is it just like comically low? Yeah, I mean, Rudy Gobert is the current defensive player of the year. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on Rudy Gobert's shoulders for right now. McDaniel's it, the answer is nor, like will normally be, and he gets a lot of help from Jaden McDaniel's, but that hasn't really been the case this season, just because he hasn't been around, not through any fault of McDaniel's. All right, I guess I got to bring Derek Lively's usage rate down a hair. What's X's eighteen and change? I all right, what do we like here? Because. There are no props for Minnesota because of Anthony Edwards' Q tag. So there's nothing we can dig into on that side. So for Minnesota, man, they look terrible. Rudy Gobert, 7500 I guess. Minnesota's pricing stinks. How much Oklahoma City, Sacramento are we going to get later here? And maybe the Clippers and Golden State? Very weird. Oh, Utah, Portland is going to spit some stuff out, I'm guessing, too. But I don't like Minnesota at all unless Edwards misses time. Now, we definitely like Luka. eleven nine 9 point guard only, which sucks. But projects very, very well. I got him at 1.68 fantasy points per minute in this spot. It's clearly a, dif- a difficult matchup. But I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. X him at 6,600 point guard small forward, though. He's, he's the second best option you can get to from Dallas. But through these first three games, we have not exactly seen a murderer's row of great plays. Let's go to the next one. Brooklyn, 10-point dogs in Denver. That's a two twenty eight total. Uh, Brooklyn is on the back-to-back. I'm going to just look to see if they did anything weird in their rotation yesterday. They didn't. So I'm going to project these dudes the exact same way that we normally do. I don't really see a path to not do that. I'm just taking a quick cursory glance at everybody just to make sure I'm not wildly off on minutes. Uh, Royce O'Neal played a little bit less than I thought he would. Nick Claxton played more, but 28 still feels about right. Might take one minute off of Cam Thomas and give it to Dinwiddie. Cam Johnson, should he go to 31? Maybe. That's about it. Just shuffling deck chairs, I guess. Hard to say anything for Brooklyn without knowing their injury report. So then we can go to Denver. Uh, I'm going to save this file. i got a weird feeling about it. Now, we had no Murray last time out. Gordon probable, Murray probable. So we are KCP out, though. Uh, Concussion protocol. So we are going to get a slightly different rotation here for the Denver Nuggies. Um, Which is actually interesting. So they played, what, two nights ago? Beat Chicago by eight. And then, Bjokic got the gate. KCP didn't start the second half, so they went to Watson and Strother. I'm guessing they start Christian Brown in KCP's spot? Or maybe they start Strother? Strother? probably Strother, maybe Brown, I don't know. Let's see what we let's see what this looks like first as we start loading up all of the minutes. So, we're going to get Jamal Murray in for 30. We're going to get Nikola Jokic in for 34. And then I'll hit Deandre Jordan with the other 14. We'll get Aaron Gordon in for... I uh, hate when this happens. Close. That's just going to keep popping up, too. We'll get Aaron Gordon in for 32, 33. We got MPJ in for 33. Now we'll go 32. We can get Reggie Jackson in for the backup point guard run. That's That part is going to be easy. And now it's really just Christian Brown, Justin Holiday, Peyton Watson, Julian Strother. Four dudes, 80 minutes. I think we start with 24 on Christian Brown. I'm going to go 24 to Julian Strother. Although, he did get the big run without him there. I think going 24-24 there makes some sense. That leaves me 32 We'll get 16 to Peyton Watson. 16 to Justin Holiday. Seems easy enough for right now. That was good. All right. Rates. I guess we do have props and stuff for Denver. Or at least we should. Which means we can line up everybody here. Jokic, 28 and a half points. That ain't going to get it done. So, what happens for Denver in games where Jokic and Murray both play? Because that's really all that matters. When they're both in, I want to know how they do. Usage rate on Nikola Jokic is at 30 and a half. Jamal Murray, 328 minutes, 25 and a half percent usage rate. His prop is 21 and a half. little bit lighter on him too. MPJ is at 16 and a half. His is going to be fine. Aaron Gordon, points prop 13 and a half. That's where I'm at. We're good there. Assists, Jokic should be around nine and a half to ten. I got seven, which means we need to make a gigantic jump. In Jokic's assist rate. But in all actuality. I don't. In the 11 games they've played together. I don't think I move his assist rate. And I think I keep it. Way lower than what this prop is. Which is really concerning. Murray's at 6.5. I got him at 4.8. I am not projecting Denver well. Right now. Which I think is very interesting. Now Murray's. Assist rate, I'm willing to bump up a notch. That gets them to 5-3. A little bit more in line with where we're supposed to be. But I am greatly under-projecting Denver right now. So I guess we'll look at Brooklyn first, even though we don't really know what's going on. They look awful. Just downright awful. This slate is hard. Really hard so far. Roster construction is going to be really complicated unless we get something that I'm not aware of, especially with trying to get to someone like Luka with no Kyrie in a terrible defensive matchup. Jokic Jokic is 12K. I think Luka projects better than Jokic today, which will be an interesting conversation to have with Adam. Now, I'm going to be way lighter on Jokic. I mean, I'm missing, like... Three and a half fantasy points off of him right now from what the prop line is on his assists. But I don't feel bad about that. It's not... I'm not seeing it for this one. Jamal Murray. 7,300. If you want to roll those dice, go for it. But nobody really looks that great here. We have not seen a single good play yet. Not a single one. Like, if I... Yeah, it's, this is going to be... I mean, like, I guess Luka was the single good play to me, but let's see if we get anything here on Utah and Portland. Now, this one is actually going to be a pain in the ass because Utah is on the back-to-back, and they've got a gaggle of dudes that are not healthy. Portland has a Q tag on Aiton, Brogdon-ish Wainwright, I guess. Uh, but Aiton and Brogdon both have Q tags marketing doesn't expect to play today. So we need to take marketing out. Keontae George got hurt. So this is where we're going to find our value. This is where we'll find our value. Now, is this going to be fun to do? I don't, I don't think so. But we got to look at the Utah rotation from last night. They beat the Knicks by four. Okay. Alright. So Walker Kessler. They started Kelly O'Linick last night? I don't know how I missed that one. Um are they, they, they must well okay. So are we getting John? So like I assume we're getting John Collins back. So I think that we have to assume. I think you have to assume like 26 minutes out of Walker Kessler. And I think that we could probably assume 26 minutes out of Kelly Olinick as well. And I'm going to go 30 to John Collins. They put in Akbaji. In for Keontae George. So they let Colin Sexton run the point. He played 30 last night. We're going to go 30 there. I'm going to say we get Chris Dunn as a backup. We're going to get Fontecchio in for, you know, 31. 31. And since we're not going to get marketed I'm guessing we get Akbaji playing 30 minutes. So now, the rest of this will be Taylor Hendricks. We got to get THT for, I don't know, 20? 2? 20? 22? And then that leaves me 13 additional minutes for nobody right now. They they played Yurtsevin, too. Oh yeah, there was no there was no Collins. Hmm. Do they go to so they went Do they go to another person or do I just get more minutes to Taylor Hendricks here? That leaves me 9 I don't want to hide them on Yurtseven, but I guess I'm going to have to. I guess Lucas Samanich can hide them too. I don't want to bump anybody else. I guess I can bump THT one minute. Hendrix one minute. And then I'll hide seven on Yurtseven. This is going to be a disaster. Now, I'm not touching a single rate for these guys. I don't know where that would get me. Uh, Akbaji does not usually play a bit more than 30. Here are the last month of Akbaji games. 30, 22, 16, 30, 26, 36, 21, 16, 22, 14, 17, 34, 25. So, no. All right, well, that's Utah. We'll see what that ends up looking like. Now we'll look at Portland. And now I guess we got to reproject DeAndre Ayton in. So this is a... Fresh set of projections. Oh, that sucks. Projecting Portland is not fun right here. Alright, so we're going to assume Brogdon plays... Look, if he plays, he's playing like 32 minutes. That's just what he does. If DeAndre Ayton plays, I'm going to assume 30? Uh, Simon's feels pretty safe for 36. Shaden Sharp feels pretty safe for 36. We'll move all these guys around once I start really adding this stuff together. We're going to get Scoot in for 24. We're going to get Matisse-Thibel in for 24. Kamara probably locks into 28. Wreath gets a chunk of backup center run. Jabari Walker gets a chunk of minutes at the four. That I actually think can be 20. That's nine dudes. I'm six minutes over. So it shouldn't be too hard to to shave some minutes here. Because I got the six over without really paying. Oh, wow. They played Moses Brown last time out. I didn't think that was possible. So we will take Jabari Walker down by two. I don't want to move Scoot's minutes. I don't really want to move Shaden Sharp's minutes. But I'll take him to 35 and Simon's to 35. We'll take Kamara to 27. We'll take Diable to 23. That might be too much on Brogdon, but we'll cross that bridge in a second. All right, so for Utah. Colin Sexton, 5,700 point guard shooting guard is the best thing that I think we've seen so far, which is, you know, a real treat for everybody. I'm guessing we don't have points props on these guys. Yeah, we don't have any props in this Utah-Portland game at all. Both sides. So, impossible to talk about. But Sexton, assuming he's starting. Kelly Olynyk, very interesting. Pontecchio, 5,100 is totally fine. Akbaji for 4,500 is totally fine. Kessler's still 6,500, so that makes it a little bit tougher. But we finally got one in Colin Sexton. And then on the Portland side... Okay, even having Brogdon at 32 minutes doesn't matter too much. He's 8,300. I think you're only going to Simons and Eaton if you're doing anything from Portland. What a slate. What a slate. Two to go. OKC Sacramento. Thunder, one and a half point dogs in Sacramento. 2,43 total. This is where it starts to get interesting, I'm guessing, because of the total. Uh, everybody that's normally available is, except Trey Lyles has a Q tag. Uh, so let's go ahead and check out Oklahoma City. going will pull this rotation and reproject just to make life easier like we normally do. We're going 36 minutes to Shea. This, we're going ultra competitive here for this one. Uh, we're going to get Chet in for 31. We're going to get Jalen Williams. No, we're going to get Chet in for 30. We're going to get Jalen Williams. In for 32. We'll get Josh Giddy in for 24. We get Lou Dort, who didn't play their last game, in for 26. No. 28. Now the rest of this should just sort of fall into place. Uh, Usman Jang, welcome back. I guess you're playing again. You played 26 and a half minutes with Dort out. They also played a million bajillion billion people. Uh, when did you guys play last? Is that Utah on the 11th? It is. Alright, so Lindy Waters, Davis Bertans, Poku. They all played in Blowout Run. And Trey Man. So it was one, two, three, four, five, six. They ran an 11 man rotation. Thanks, guys. Really helpful. Jalen Williams with a Y got like 12 minutes. Uh Isaiah Joe got like 16. Usman Jeng played 26 and a half, but he closed blowout run with six. So something like 18 for Jeng. Uh, Misic played 16 minutes. Kenrich Williams only played eight. I mean, what are we doing here? I get Case Wallace played 25, but off the bench. Well, well, starting in that place, but normally off the bench. So let's go. I don't know. 20, 22 to Casey Wallace, 20 to Casey Wallace. I'm going to go 12 to Wiggins, 12 to Misich. None of it's going to matter. We're only playing four of these dudes, if anything. Then we go to Sacramento. Again, Trey Lyles, Q tag. I don't think we're moving anything here around for Sacktown. These guys are pretty well set in stone for what they do. So I don't really see any minutes that I want to change. Kevin Herder is playing dramatically less, though, over the past three games. I don't really know how to read into that. He's just really not playing much. But other than that, I don't really know what to do with these dudes. OKC. I mean, Shea is the dude you want the most. 10-5 on DraftKings. 11-4 on FanDuel is going to be pretty hard. Uh, $4,300 Dort, I guess, will work. But he has been truly terrible this season. From a usage perspective, at least. Lou Dort on the year. 15% 15% usage. Yikes. Chet's all right at 7,400. I thought these guys might look a little bit better since Sacramento's a bottom 10 defense, but not quite. Not quite. Um, It's definitely Dort after Shea. On Sacramento, whoa. Okie dokie. Do I have this projected right? Because if I do, $9,300 Sabonis is standing out to me. Uh, I got him at 18 and a half. This is 20 and a half. So, looks like the answer is no. Although, I don't really see much that I'm going to be changing here. I can't imagine that I have Sabonis' usage rate wrong. No, I'm more right than anything else. I guess I'll take a minute away from him, go to 35 just to soften that a bit, but I like Sabonis and I like Fox. I like Keegan Murray at 5,900 too, but Sabonis and Fox both look pretty good. Now, terrible spot. Uh, Top 10 defense. Uh, Maybe not terrible spot. Neutral spot. I I guess you make up for the pace by having to face a good D. But Sabonis and Fox are the two keys. Monk and Murray are the guys you could rotate in. Final game. This slate is terrifying. Really, really difficult. Golden State Warriors. Six-point dogs, 231 total. Not going to see Draymond for a a minute or two. Uh, He is going to have to take a little break, skis. So we're going to get Chris Paul in for 28 minutes. Let's see, games that Draymond did not play. That's a decent sample now. Uh, No Draymond, no Gary Payton. For the Clippers, Paul George questionable. Uh, That one hurt me two nights ago. But for now, that's going to be 28 to Chris Paul. That's going to be... 35 to Steph. How do we wanna where's that Golden State box score? Uh why does that not show up right now? I also need the Phoenix acronym PHO. Okay. It's gonna be GSW PHO. Nice, got it. All right, so Draymond. I mean, Draymond left the game. So this is going to become a Sarich thing, I guess. I mean, Looney's been playing just so much less. I don't know how that changes. I really, really don't. I don't know, twenty-two to Looney. They went to Trace Jackson Davis too. Interesting. I'm gonna say Saric for in games that Draymond didn't play. Saric just played 178 minutes in those eight games. That's 22 minutes a game. Okay. That's 22 for Sarich. Let's get Let's get Wiggins in for 28. I'm going to get Clay in for 30. I think we're going to see pretty big minutes out of Kaminga now moving forward. Moody seems pretty well set to about 20. That leaves me 27 minutes. Still got to get Pajemski out there. He seems pretty set into 25 This is a very interesting rotation. And then I can just hide two minutes on Trace Jackson Davis. That seems fine. Well, this is fixing to be a real issue. Let's look at uh, points props for Golden State before we do it. Actually, let's, uh, let's confirm the Clippers first, which I don't imagine is going to be a lot of tweaks. Uh, Terrence Mann minutes continuing to climb. I will go to 28 there. Westbrook's minutes continuing to not climb. 18 to Tice. 27 to Zubats. 35 to Harden. 34. Five to Kawhi needs to become 36. 26 to Norm Powell is fine. 37 to Paul George seems fine. All right, let's look at the golden. Let's look at the props first. I guess I can get the Clippers out of the way pretty quickly. Uh, they only have Kawhi and Zoo since Paul George is on that Q tag. Kawhi's points prop 27 and a half. Okay, right now the points prop for Kawhi is implying that Paul George isn't gonna play. Because it would be it would be lower for sure. So right now the implication I think is that Paul George might not play. Now that's not how I'm going to be projecting this, obviously, but right now it I think the points prop for Kawhi paints a different picture. Because I'm a pretty decent chunk away. But for now, I gotta just leave this. So for Golden State, I just wanna see Steph. I got Steph at 26 real points. His prop is 28 and a half. I need to bump his usage rate up. So I think we're probably good right there. The rest of these guys I'm just letting fall as they may. So for Golden State, not much here. Uh, These guys are already priced up. Pajemski, Kaminga, if you want to roll the dice and try to get one of those two guys right. Uh, Steph is fine, but not all like you're going to prefer Shea and Luka as point guard options. I don't think Golden State looks good. I do think $8,400 Paul George is the best play if he's in. So that's not fun. It doesn't help that Kawhi is $300 more expensive than Paul George. Uh, But I think Paul George might be like one of my favorite plays of the day if he's in. That's a real problem. That's a major problem. I don't like that at all. Time to run crunches because this slate is nuts. It's so hard right now. (laughs) All right, folks, here it is. Crunches, hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. Let's finish this bad boy off. Let's try and get an idea of what this slate looks like, because for right now, I don't have a good vibe. It is difficult, and there's going to be some truly, truly horrendous lineups popping up right now. Because I don't think we have enough value to get to Luca, And if that's the case, I don't know what we're actually getting to. Like if I couldn't get to Giannis yesterday, I don't know how this gets any different. All right. Yeah. So Paul George is in that optimal for me. Exum, Colin Sexton, Luca. Yeah. Oh my God. Not Luca. All right. 258.2. Optimal lineup by 0.4. Exum, Sexton, Dort. Fontecchio, Olinick, Pajemski, Paul George, Demontis, Sabonis. Ew. Ew. Five-man jazz stack in the second one, by the way. I do like that Paul George is everywhere. Sexton was in 100%. Fontecchio in 96 Akbaji in 80%. Kelly Olinick in 76%. Paul George, Sabonis, and Dort all 50% or more. If I add randomness... This might look a little bit better. I doubt it. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, Sexton. Then you get fa- Sexton 1, Fontecchio, Dort, Akbaji in the 30s. And then it's Paul George, Kelly Olenek, THT, Pajemski, Kaminga, and Exum in the 20s. This is high-level awful. You can get to a bit of Luka. You can get to a bit of Jason Tatum. It's really hard to get to Jokic, I think. Just really, 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 really hard. This is really hard. All right, let's check the FanDuel side before we get out of here. And before we hit that FanDuel side, one last reminder – links in the description college basketball and college football package 50% off using the promo code bowl that's going to be about 750 a week it's going to be 25 bucks a month you get all of our college football projections and ownership for the rest of bowl season and you get our college basketball projections again promo code is bowl all right FanDuel. This one will look a little bit better just because of the way positions work on FanDuel, but it is going to be not great. FanDuel Optimals. 295.91. This is the optimal by 0.06, and this is a testament to how different FanDuel and DraftKings look. Steph Curry, who's 8,900, along with 11 for Shea Sexton and Akbaji Fontecchio and DeRozan, Kaminga and Cam Johnson and Kelly O'Linick. but the second lineup swaps out DeRozan and Cam Johnson for Jaime Jaquez and Jimmy Butler. Which is an interesting swap. Uh, Sexton was in all 50 lineups. Olenek and Akbaji were in 92%. Fontecchio in 86. DeRozan in 74. Butler and Kaminga in the 50s. As we put some randomness on it. We'll flatten everybody out a bit. Looks like Jazz Onslaught incoming. Colin Sexton, by a mile, your number one play on FanDuel. 5,400, uh, 55% in this run. You get Olenek and Fontecchio in the 30% range. Akbaji, Brogdon, Hakez, Sabonis, and Kaminga in the 20s. This is a terrifyingly difficult slate. I'm excited to break this one down with Adam because we're going to go through it, and I think we're going to like really dislike most of the things that we do. That's going to be pretty, pretty nuts. So without further ado, I'm going to get out of here, guys. Thanks for being here. One more day in the work week. I will see you guys again tomorrow morning. This was The Process.